All right, welcome back to the Laravel Podcast Season 5, where every single episode is going to be about a particular package. And today we're going to talk about yet another of the first-party Laravel packages called Cashier. I've got Dries Fintz from Laravel with me. And so, Dries, could you just say hi to the people real quick? Hey, everyone. How's it going? So I know that I know what you do, and I know your kind of background, but because a lot of people haven't actually got the chance to meet you before, can you real quick just tell us a little bit about yourself, about your current role at Laravel, but also kind of your history leading into where you work? Sure thing. I work at the Laravel uh, core team directly, and I mostly maintain the open source packages uh, at Laravel. I got involved in 2018 when Taylor was looking for someone who could help him out with maintaining the open source side of things at Laravel. And I was um, right at the time I was in between uh, a job, so it was a perfect time for me to reach out to him to um, to apply for that position, which I'm very grateful that I did. Very grateful that I got hired uh, as well. It was a great fit because uh, I already really enjoyed helping out on the issue trackers beforehand on that. I've been involved, I think, since 2012 at the end uh, mm-hmm. of 2012 already. So it was great to like finally like make my job from uh, a hobby. Yeah, uh. I love that. And I was going to say, you've been around since since almost the very beginning. And right now, you also have another kind of well-known package or well-known part of the Laravel ecosystem that you're responsible for, which is one of the big websites. Can you just talk a little bit about Laravel IO and your kind of responsibilities there, and also just kind of like what what the the, the tool is? I know that's not what we're talking about today, but I just figured I'd give you a chance to kind of intro it real quick. Yeah, for sure. Laravel IO is uh, the community portal of the Laravel community, and it first started out as a site built by Sean McCool. I think mm-hmm. it was very early 2012 already that he started out with it. And it started out like a forum and afterwards it evolved also into article sharing and such. Just like to get a point in place for the Laravel community to come and ask questions if they needed anything, uh, any help. It was before the Laracast uh, discussion forum, so mm-hmm. all, already was around. And then after a while, Shamaku went on to, to do other things and he was looking around for someone to take over. And I was at a time when I didn't really have that much on hand. So I thought like, why not? Uh, and it was a fully open source project. So the source code is out there for everyone to see, to follow along. And ever since we've been like updating it, improving it, like giving it a new layout, new UI, Joe Dixon has stepped in and helped mm-hmm. me out a lot with maintaining it. And it's I'm very happy with to, to see how it's grown and also looking real forward to what we can still do with the platform. Yeah, I love it. So if somebody wanted to check it out, they should definitely go to Laravel.io. But if they wanted to know more about what you're doing there in the future, is there a good place to talk? Is there Are there any forums where you talk about the future or do you talk about it in GitHub or where are kind of discussions about next steps with Laravel.io going on? Mostly it's uh, Joe and me talking on Telegram uh, about what kind of future we see for the platform. But uh, there's yeah. also an issue tracker on the repository, which has a lot of open issues of some ideas that we have for the for the forum in the future. So that's something that you can check out and okay. maybe open up a feature request if you want to like suggest something uh, to us. Yeah. I love it. So let's get on to the actual topic for today. Thanks for sharing all of that. We know we're talking about Cashier. So before we talk about anything else about Cashier, can you just tell us high level, what's the elevator pitch for Cashier? What does it do? Who is it for? What's the main job that it solves? Well, Laravel Cashier is a package that tries to make it as seamless as possible to make the integration between Stripe or Paddle and Laravel itself. It's mainly focused on subscription-based billing. 
although it also handles one-off uh, charges and separate purchases itself. Yeah, that's yep. basically the gist, yeah. It's a great elevator pitch. So normally we jump straight at to how you install it and key setup steps, but I'm actually really curious for us to talk a little bit about the history. Could you Can you talk to me about kind of like what you know of where it came from and how it's evolved over the years and everything? Yeah, for sure. I don't know like the exact years, but I think cashier has been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest yeah. packages, uh, the cashier stripe one that is, because mm -hmm. cashier pedal is uh, pretty new, actually. Yeah. And Taylor originally wrote it to have a way to integrate with Stripe as easily as possible and to make subscription-based billing not that much of a pain anymore for people who yeah. wanted to, to get started with that. And originally, Cashier was just a PHP package uh, that integrated with Laravel and Stripe to get that set up more easily. But eventually, around the time that Forge came out, and I think it was after Forge came out, mm -hmm. Taylor also started to look into like, how can I help get people set up with a SaaS subscription app as easy as possible? And that's uh, how Spark originally originated. And mm -hmm. Spark is built uh, on top of Cashier uh, Stripe. So you have these two different kind of things who integrate uh, very well with each other. The, uh, one mm -hmm. part is open source, which is like the base foundations uh, of everything. And Spark is like the, the UI, everything built uh, uh, in front of you beforehand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, I normally don't ask this, but if somebody's never seen Cashier before, mm -hmm. can you kind of give me an example of what some of the most common methods or workflows or things that you would do? So just because like, Someone could say, okay, I understand Stripe, but like what APIs is it exposing to me? Or what types of things does it allow me to do relatively easily that would normally have been more code? So you said subscriptions, kind of what kind of stuff does it let me do in a Laravel app that's easier than if I was writing the subscription code myself? Yeah, definitely. Well, we have two flavors, of course, Stripe and Paddle. Mm -hmm. Both are very different in the way how they tackle SaaS companies, uh, SaaS okay. applications, I mean. Like how the way, they have different kind of ways on how to uh, solve problems. Stripe is more focused on a very extensive all-around solution for subscription-based billing. It has mm -hmm. lots of features, lots of things you can do to integrate. But in the end, you are the one responsible for your customers and how to handle their money there's uh, and refunds and whatnot pedal is more like a man in the middle approach so they okay. take the merchant of records solution which basically in the end means that your customers are pedals customers and they uh, handle everything around taxes uh, and everything so they are more of like a, a very locked in uh, solution while stripe gives you more a little bit more freedom there are different mm -hmm. trade-offs and the way the packages integrate with them is uh, for the Stripe one, the Sheer Stripe package integrates directly with the Stripe SDK, so directly with their APIs. And their API is a very CRUD-like API, so you do create, read, update, delete operations on them. And you still need to like do some things in uh, specific ways with uh, okay. those kind of APIs. So, in, uh, so you have a kind of logic that you need to follow in certain situations to mm -hmm. uh, subscribe uh, for a new subscription or to move onwards to a new subscription to cancel uh, something. And what Cashier basically gives you is like a, a layer on top of all that 
that mm-hmm. makes those operations as easily as possible. So you basically place a trait on a billable model, like a user, for example, which makes mm-hmm. that user a customer, uh, a potential customer mm-hmm. for your business. And that user starts off with starting a new subscription with a fluent API from the model itself. It's a very locked in solution into Laravel, of course, because all of our packages are very Laravel focused. And that's why it's mainly works with eloquent models and not uh, with a a separate class. For Paddle, it's uh, basically the same thing. You also start with a trait that you place on a billable model. And while you have less features for Paddle, it still gives you like a very nice solution of like a layer on top of the paddle APIs and the paddle uh, widgets that's that's initiated with uh, starting a new subscription. Yeah. Okay. If someone and this if if this is an unfair question to ask, that's fine. Let me know. If someone were to be trying to decide today about Stripe versus Paddle, you will mention about how the fact that Paddle is a all-in-one but locked-in solution, whereas Stripe mm-hmm. is a little bit more like it's managing less for you, but then you probably also have to do more of the work yourself. Is there like one or two, because I remember people have talked about VAT and stuff like that and taxes with Paddle. Is there one where you say, if you need X, use Paddle. If you need Y, use Stripe. Or is it not quite as simple as that? I guess it's not quite as simple as that indeed. Like from what I've learned from people using the package or Spark for that matter, is that there's very lots of opinions about which one is better or which one just works better for your your use case. I guess Paddle works a little bit better at this point in terms of taxes because they really take over the entire business part of that. You don't need to handle anything about taxes anymore yourself. But uh, Stripe is like doing their fair share amount uh, lately to catch up a little bit with that. And they have some really great new products around uh, tax handling for you. But uh, in the end, you still need to do the tax filing yourself on a Stripe uh, Stripe's uh, account. But it's not just taxes, of course. It's like lots of different things. Uh, Stripe has a fast amount of range of different kind of products that you can use for your business, uh, depending on what you need. They also have Stripe Connect, which is very neat to give your billable users the opportunity to handle their uh, how they handle their uh, transactions and resell products uh, through your yeah. account. They have like recently started uh, with Stripe Treasury, which is again an- another new product that they brought out, which is pretty cool. So uh, Stripe really is focused on like giving you lots and lots of tooling around uh, the products, Mm -hmm. uh, around the problems that you want to solve, while Paddle is really focused on giving you a complete solution around the way they see how billing should uh, be handled. I know that that Paddle is also like interested in uh, like expanding their API a lot more to come with uh, new solutions for uh, developers. So I think we can see definitely see some improvements on the battle side of things soon. It's not that easy, no. Um, I can't really answer that question. It's something you need totally to decide uh, for, for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I know I've kind of like diverged away from our normal topics. Let's go back and we just say, so one of the things I would like to talk about with each package is, is can you just walk us through a little bit what the installation process is like? What are their step? What are some important steps or are there any important dependencies we should talk about? Definitely. So for both packages, it's pretty simple actually it's a composer require away that you need to do uh, the only main setup part i guess lives in setting up the stripe or paddle accounts themselves mm-hmm. uh, so stripe has uh, both stripe and paddle have test modices 
mm-hmm. to test around uh, so you don't need to work with any real money related uh, stuff yeah in stripe it's called just called test mode from your dashboard and in battle it's called the sandbox uh, which mm-hmm. you can set up you need to install the api keys to know how cashier needs to talk to which account in Stripe or which account mm-hmm. in Paddle. And after you're done with that, you can deploy to production with production keys and like everything should work uh, as it worked in the testing environment. There are some important other steps that you need to take into account for both cashier Paddle and cashier Stripe. It's important to set up the webhooks because a lot of mm-hmm. operations that are made with cashier are asynchronous. So that basically means that like whenever you do something with cashier, it sends out a request to Stripe or Paddle and Paddle and Stripe will resolve that request in the background and send you back a response through the webhook, not directly, because the handling of money-based operations can take a while, depending on what Mm -hmm. sort of action needs to be taken. If you're talking to a bank directly, or if you're talking to a card provider or or something, that can take a while. So the webhooks are basically a means to an end to receive that response from Stripe or Paddle when you're already left the session of the first uh, operation. Yeah, so that's important to take into account. You can almost see the, the the API calls that we're making up to them as like queued jobs, basically. So we tend to think of things as you call an API and you get the response back. So we should see these as more you call the API to queue up something, which means all they're going to say is, yep, queued, cool. So mm-hmm. the webhooks are the way they eventually asynchronous, like a JavaScript promise type situation, call back and be like, okay, cool. Now now here's your answer. So you got to be ready to receive those messages even yeah. when it's not in that, that immediate call yeah. response, basically. It's not always that kind of case. It's more with battle uh, the case uh, in that mm-hmm. because like they use a, a widget to render a UI on top of your application that basically handles the way you start a subscription. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's again like a very locked in way of doing things because you have one single UI to do that that's rendered and the webhook that comes in basically resolves how the subscription mm-hmm. is started or updated. Well, with Stripe, it's more, it's sometimes more of a synchronous process. So you do yeah, get responses definitely. back from the API directly. You can build up your UI however you want. So you can totally, you have total freedom uh, of how you want to build your UI or your checkout process. And you do get those synchronous responses back. But in, like I said, in the background, Stripe is still doing some processes um, whenever you do an operation. So you do still need those webhooks to make sure that yep. the data from whatever storage you're using, whether a database or something else, is kept up to date with sync. what's in Stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the main circumstances in which I've seen webhooks coming back from Stripe are things like things that happen outside of the immediate action of the user on my website. Right? Anything that is happening outside of that context, whether it's a you know, a monthly billing. Well, what happens if they do a monthly bill and the credit card, you know, doesn't go through or something like that? The mm-hmm. webhooks are very helpful for things that are happening outside of the immediate action of my users on my website. Exactly. Cool. Um, I interrupted you in, in the middle of me having asked you the question about are there any setup steps or dependencies? Is there anything else you wanted to share about what it looks like to set up your Stripe account or your Paddle account to be ready to work with Cashier? Yeah, like depending on whichever services uh, you need, there are a couple of steps that you need. Uh, Stripe, with Stripe, it's the case that you need to set up your products. So you, mm-hmm. if you're using a subscription-based model, you're going to like have to define the prices you 
want to set for your application. So to have a very practical example for chess, like uh, a couple of plans, let's say basic, uh, premium and enterprise, and you take like a basic a monthly price for a single type of price, uh, type of product. And then you take a different product. That's a gotcha that often people misunderstand. Products in Stripe aren't the same as like, the, like uh, for example, Forge. It's mm-hmm. like Forge Basic. That's a product in, uh, mm-hmm. in Stripe. So that specific tier of uh, that, you're, uh, that you're on. And within that product, so within Forge Basic, you can define a monthly and a yearly right. price that you can right. switch to. And that mm-hmm. makes it very easy to do checks on the app side of things. So you can know to which product your uh, subscriber is subscribed to. And you can see like, right. oh, they're subscribed to a basic plan. And you can see like, okay. Yeah. And whenever that interval changes, like whether it's monthly or yearly, that doesn't really matter. Like uh, right. the application the won't. Product. Exactly, it's still the same product. And then when you switch to, for example, the premium plan, that's a different uh, product in Mm -hmm. in Stripe. Mm -hmm. But what people often do, what I see, and which is confusing a little bit, I have to admit, is that they define like both like a basic plan and an enterprise plan on the same product and they just make the switches to that. Uh And um, that's like a little bit confusing to Stripe itself because the the numbers won't like properly... uh, match up to what uh, mm-hmm. what product you're on and it makes the checking also a little bit hard in the application side of things so that's like a gotcha that you need to understand so yeah. to round up like you set up your products you define the identifiers in a config file for yourself mm-hmm. if you're using spark for example we have a config file for you where you can do that so you can just define the products in the config file from spark Cashier doesn't really have that because Cashier is more meant like a tooling box for you to build your application. So you, if you're just using Cashier, you still need to do that yourself. But Spark mm-hmm. has that defined uh, beforehand uh, before you. So they, the products end up very nicely in the UI uh, as well uh, and such. Mm. For Paddle, it's a little bit different. They also use this product kind of uh, thing to define. But in Paddle, you define a product with a price and you can find a monthly or yearly price for that product. And you can also define different currencies for that product. Oh, okay. hmm. So Pedal is really focused on making it very easy to switch different prices, different currencies hmm. in different countries. Hmm. You have this uh, purchasing power, parity power parity. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, thing going on. And hmm. through their widget, they make it very easily to detect in which country you are and Based on that, they will show the the correct currency for your product. So you can, for example, set a lower price for uh, a certain uh, product in a different uh, country, which is uh, very nice. uh, uh, Yeah, uh, I didn't know they did that. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, works uh, very well. um, But like setting up the products in both Stripe and Paddle is probably the most amount of work uh, Mm -hmm. you need to do when setting up a new uh, cashier application. Yeah. That's helpful. And it's funny because cashier makes everything so easy that sometimes when I have to do that part, I go, oh, right, there's actually work I have to do here. Like, I just thought it's going to magically make everything work for me. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right. So we know the basics of what you do with these. You know, let's say I'm creating something forge, a user signs up, I can put them in a trial, I can put in their credit card information, I can say they're subscribed to this version. And then later also, I can ask 
questions. I can say, is user subscribed to this version? If so, show them this user interface. If they're subscribed to this, show them that. So it's like the basics of subscription management. It also gives you things like being able to cancel the plans or change the plans. Are there any other kind of like cool aspects of what it offers to you that are outside of just this main thing of just like subscribe to subscription, change the frequency, change the the, the project that you're or the the product that you're on, cancel, edit your credit card information. Are there any other things that either everybody uses but we don't talk about as much, or any other lesser used features or anything like that that are worth talking about? Yeah, like Stripe, for example, has been doing very well lately with creating their checkout and their billing portal solutions, mm-hmm. which are basically predefined UIs on, the, on their own. And it gives you like a very easy way to set up a checkout flow uh, for your mm-hmm. application. So uh, the checkout uh, product that they offer is basically what the product is called. It's a checkout process for for your product. And you can very uh, much customize uh, that experience towards your user. And Cashier offers a very easy way to integrate with that. Like the way I've tried to design it is to just make it uh, a fluent syntax on top of like the syntax we already had for starting Mm -hmm. uh, subscriptions. Mm -hmm. So basically, instead of like calling the API to start a subscription with a new subscription create, you do new subscription checkout. And that will okay. redirect you through a checkout, a Stripe checkout process, and you'll see the UI mm-hmm. in front of you. You can totally customize that in whatever language, whatever like imagery you want, or different colors and whatnot. You can collect information for your customer, like the their address if you need to ship them anything or like ask them for text information, like their uh, FAT number or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful, I think. Like, if, if anyone wants to start out with Cashier Stripe and wants to have like an most the most easy way to start out with anything in Cashier, I would recommend to check into the checkout uh, product by uh, by Stripe. You also yeah. have different features in Cashier which aren't used much, but they are there if you want them. So, uh, Stripe also have uh, has a way, for example, to do uh, meter billing, which is basically like, for example, if you use um, an email uh, service like Mailgun or anything, mm-hmm. they charge you with how much emails you, you send uh, each month. And yeah. that's also something you can do with Cashier if you want to build oh, cool. that kind of a I service. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Paddle has the same thing, actually. It's mm-hmm. a little bit, it works a little bit different, but that's also like the thing that we we're trying to solve with Cashier. Like Stripe mm-hmm. and Paddle work in different ways that with these mm-hmm. kind of things. And we're trying to make that as uniform as possible and as easy as possible for people to understand. So they don't really need to dig into the APIs uh, them, yeah, themselves. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I already mentioned one cool feature in Paddle, which is the purchasing power parity uh, that they yeah. have going on with the different currencies, which is uh, very nice. Um, they also have a way to collect your email address uh, for uh, marketing reasons, if oh, you okay. want that, through the widget mm-hmm. that they show. I think that Stripe also does that uh, these days uh, mm-hmm. to allow you through the checkout process to collect your email address. Cashier Stripe also has, like I said, the billing portal going on, which mm-hmm. is basically sort of like the same thing that Spark is. Like it's yeah. a way to manage your subscription, for example, if or manage yeah. your payment info, see your invoices, uh, what you have. So it's very similar to what uh, Spark uh, tries to do. And yeah, like both of these services have different kind of things. Uh, Stripe has very great tooling around risk fraud detection, mm-hmm. around like 
protection all around uh, for your application around risk. Paddle has like a very neat way to get an overview of all of your transactions that you made uh, and such, which is a little, works a little bit different than in Stripe. They both have their pros and cons, I guess. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. One other thing you hadn't mentioned was the invoices. Um, I know that Stripe, at least, Cashier Stripe allows you to basically be able to get a list of all the invoices that have ever been sent to a particular customer and then also generate individual ones. Is that something that Paddle offers as well? Yes, they do, actually. Okay. They have a list transactions uh, option, I think, API endpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. And we do integrate with that. So that's in Cashier okay. Paddle uh, as well. Uh, if you look, I think it's uh, explained in documentation how you can retrieve mm-hmm. those invoices and display them to your users in your UI. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. That one, I don't know why, because all of Cashier is magic, but for some reason, the fact that I can actually get those invoices generated has always felt very magical to me. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that feature. Yeah, like the invoices themselves are also a bit uh, interesting because they work also work a little bit different because uh, Paddle is like the uh, merchant of record. The invoices mm-hmm. are directed towards Paddle themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Instead you don't see the tax yeah. information from your yeah. uh, own account on those invoices. I think you do see some contact info and something, but the VAT number is uh, from Paddle itself. So Very it's a transaction between your customer and Paddle and not yourself. You're mm. being paid uh, by Paddle for your income monthly or, or something, yeah. and they deduct a fee for the service they charge. And that's the way how that thing works. But uh, if you look at the Stripe invoices themselves or the Stripe receipts, it's a direct transaction between yourself and your customer. And you see your invoicing and tax uh, information on the receipt and the invoicing and tax information on uh, of the customer. You Very do have a little bit more things you need to do on the Stripe side of things. You need to make sure that your customer's address is filled in correctly because you're talking to API endpoints. So you need to send that data yourself towards the, mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. Stripe while Paddle uses their widgets to collect all of that data. So uh, okay. you don't need to do that yourself if you use uh, Paddle. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's helpful to hear. So I know we're kind of running a little bit longer than we originally planned, but can you talk to me a little bit about the the roadmap you have for Cashier? What things are kind of coming next? Yeah, I guess like Cashier mostly now is um, mostly finished, like on both mm-hmm. sides. I, I don't have much big things planned for Cashier right now. But the thing with Stripe and Paddle is that they're businesses of their own and they're constantly evolving. So new things for Paddle and Stripe will come out. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a given, and we need to keep up with, with those uh, things, of course. For Paddle, I'm looking very much forward to a new API, maybe, in the future, so mm-hmm. we can uh, integrate with uh, with it and do a little bit more, talk, uh, do a little bit more uh, feature things with, with Paddle. For Stripe, it's looking at new features that they are going to implement at uh, mm-hmm. their platform mm-hmm. to integrate with. I want to do like a little bit better APIs in Cashier Stripe for coupon handling because that's a little bit fuzzy right now. Okay, uh, I've worked with coupon handling myself through Cashier Stripe and wasn't very happy with how, how it worked mm-hmm. right now. So I think I'm going to try to do something better uh, there. At some point, mm-hmm. maybe in the future, if if I can, I'm not sure if it's going to land in Cashier or in something uh, else. I really want to integrate with their Stripe Connect product because that's still... Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's such a great product that they're offering. It's such a powerful thing that they're offering. But it will be quite a bit of work to really look at like all the gotchas with it, like how it would integrate. I'm not sure if 
cashier stripe is the correct place for it or it should be a different kind of package mm -hmm. that's still something i need to figure out uh, but at some point i really want to take a better look at that and uh, uh, set that I up i love that yeah. mm -hmm. i have an app that's using uh using it that i maintain on my own and it's it's uh it's easier with cashier stripe there but it's still a lot of work so that is something mm -hmm. where if you did that work you'd make my life a lot easier so yeah so to, to wrap it up before I ask, actually, no, let's say, would you like to request any help or support? I understand this is a little bit different than some of the other packages, because with other packages, they might say, yeah, pull request this stuff, whereas you have like the, you know, you have, this is your job. But still, are there any, whether it's maybe not coding help, but any other kind of input you'd like for people or anything like that? Is there any way people can support or help kind of what you're doing in Cashier that would make your job easier there? Well, um, of course, support on the issue tracker is always appreciated if bugs are reported, mm -hmm. uh, if anyone can send a pull request uh, for that. Yeah. It's been quite quiet on cashier late, uh, the cashier uh, repos lately because not much has really been going on. So in terms of that, like traffic has been a little bit low, but that's good, of course. It means that yeah. the package is pretty stable. Stable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so great ideas for cashier are always appreciated. Just mm -hmm. give me a shout out on Twitter if you uh, have an idea or anything. And in terms of that, yeah, just keep an eye on the issue tracker. Feel free to help out with stuff. Um, that's always very much appreciated. Yeah, uh, I love it. Good thinking. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you about those sorts of things, you mentioned your your Twitter. So everybody, his Twitter will be linked in the show notes. And then of course we'll put a link to the the, the GitHub repo in the show notes. Mm -hmm. I guess that's actually it. That's the best way to get in touch with you. So before we wrap for today, is there anything you wish that we had had a chance to cover about Cashier that we didn't? Not much. I think we, we covered uh, almost uh, everything that uh, I want to talk about. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for the work you've done in Cashier. I, again, I know that Taylor originally wrote Laravel, and we're all grateful to Taylor for that. So Taylor, thank you for that. But Dries, thanks for keeping it going. And just a quick note for anybody who has not followed me on Twitter, Dries, one of the things that Dries does is goes to all the open source repositories in the Laravel world and manages their issues and their pull requests and stuff like that. And the amount you have saved my bot on Valet, <laughs> I cannot, I will, I will forever be in your debt for the the ways you've made my life better. So I just want to publicly extend a thank you to you for Valet and just for everything you're doing for all these other repos. That The Laravel open source world would not be the same if you were not doing the, the tireless work that you're doing. So thank you so much, man. Thanks uh, for mentioning that. I really appreciate it. And uh, you're very welcome. I really love um, doing this, uh, this kind of work. So it's with, with pleasure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining today. And um, we really appreciate you. And we look forward to see what you're going to do with Cashier next, man. Cool. See you around, man. All right. See you all next time.